Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, hello, everybody. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Spawn, the 1997 action fantasy CGI extravaganza, um, we do give away a lot of what happens in this movie. If... One of us knows what happened because it certainly is not me. I don't. Under, I didn't understand this <laughs> film, so um, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to try my best to give it away, <laughs> but okay. there's a really good chance I won't be able to because I didn't understand it. Anyway, this is your spoiler warning. Enjoy the episode. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a weekly podcast where two idiots uh, watch a film starring their favourite actor in the entire world, or equal favourite to um, Beth Grant. Yeah. Um, their favourite actor equal to Beth Grant. Kathy who, Bates. Uh, and Kathy Bates is up there as Whoopi well. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, Beth Grant, <laughs> John Bates. Leguizamo, yeah. Kathy Bates. Those are our top ones. Um, <laughs> we're two people, well, but John Leguizamo is, is the most underrated of them. Maybe Beth Grant. Beth Grant, you know, arguably, is a bit more <laughs> underrated. Arguably, Beth Grant is more underrated. Yeah. Than John These Leguizamo. guys keep talking, but I don't know who Beth Grant is, and I'm too polite to interrupt. Don't it's worry, so okay. We didn't know who Beth Grant was either. When Nick, you recalibrate and, and make your bl- life about John Leguizamo, that's when you start. When <laughs> that's when when John Leguizamo stops being the underappreciated person you notice <laughs> in movies, then you start to notice Beth Grant. <laughs> and Nick, oh. what you probably don't understand is that you think that we're here to talk about Spawn, but the chances are we're probably going to spend about 85 percent talking about Beth Grant. <laughs> I would love to learn about Beth Grant. We're going to tell I've you all Spawn. about it. I've seen Spawn so many times. I'm sick of talking about Spawn. Quite frankly, Spawn. it makes me sick. I'd rather Spawn. learn about Beth Grant. Um, Who look, are you? Who I are love you? you jumping in. I love you jumping in, Nick. I think that's the best thing you can do with a podcast like this. Um, I'm Zach. You might know me from being really bad at the, at introductions. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Being better at introductions, arguably. Whoa. And here's a worry, because I'm now about to introduce someone. Um, you may know him as one half of the fantastic uh, pop culture podcast, The Weekly Planet. He also ravages the bad films as as <laughs> in, in the wonderful Caravan of Courage over on YouTube. Um, he's also a tram driver and I knew him before he was in podcasts. And one time I was like, Hey, my friend listens to your podcast when it was already like the most popular podcast in Australia. And, um, I think about that often. It's Nick Mason. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys. It's great to be here. Thank, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here for a number of reasons. One, cause I'm going to learn about Beth Grant and that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two, uh, I love it. I love a deep dive on a on a character actor. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not the first deep dive character actor podcast I've been on, nor will it be the last. No. Mm. And three, um, I I know that you guys have mentioned uh, in the past that if you could do this particular piece of media every week, you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Not because it's good, just because it's short. Yes. So. Mm. Uh, I'm very excited. It's it's mercifully short, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Thank you for being here. Um, I guess the f- <laughs> first first thing we want to ask you is what your relationship is with John Leguizamo. So I'm assuming, being a movie man, <laughs> I'm, I'm a movie man that you're aware of the legs. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's not. I, I you know, I. I could understand if he sort of flew under the radar for a lot of people, but I, I like, I think maybe it might have been like Carlito's Way or something. Mm. He's in that for, he for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Super Mario Brothers starring mm. role. Oh, uh, primo legs. He's a he's a 
he's a guy when he pops up in something that you're you maybe you're like oh people have said this is good or like oh it's on Netflix or something maybe I'll give it five minutes and then he pops up and you're like hey this is okay this is something you know mm. it's yeah. like uh, my equivalent might be like Bobby Cannavale you know Bobby oh, Cannavale who's Bobby, Bobby Cannavale oh he, he's, you, uh, he's yeah. Perfect you would know choice. him from like uh, he's like um, he's in that Nine Perfect Strangers show on uh, Amazon Prime. He's in he's in Ant Man. He's the uh, like like Ant Man's like f- rival dad. Like he he's sort of vying for the affection of, of Ant Man's family. Oh, but every time I see him, oh, I'm like, oh, it's in, Bobby Carnival. He's in Shall We Dance with yep, Jennifer yep. Lopez and Richard Gere. Yeah. That's super. Oh, we've we've talked about. I think we've talked about Bobby. He's Carnival got mad. Before. He's got mad. John Leguizamo energy. I think that's one mm. of the like best direct points of comparison to John Leguizamo I've ever heard. Like well, yeah, he's just like yeah. Based on mm-hmm. his filmography, he's in Chef. Ah yes. Yeah. There you go. I think he's one of the other chefs. Well, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Rival chef. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, no, he's a, I love Bobby Carnival. Also, like, could be a leading man. Could be a leading yeah. man in, in a mm-hmm. world that's not so um, Leonardo DiCaprio-y. Yeah. Like, has that same, yeah. like, is he a character actor or mm. or is he, a leading, is he a leading man not getting the leading man parts he deserves? Well, that's the that's, thing. He, pro- he probably could be a leading man, but I reckon he's probably just got, like, he's in, he's in no way a, a chunk. But I reckon he has a soft belly, and that's not allowed. Mm, very that's true. What yeah. I reckon. I reckon mm-hmm. Bobby Carnavale has a, a delicious little soft belly. Mm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> good for cuddling, not so good for yeah. flexing. Um, yeah. More importantly, Nick, Beth Grant mm. is. Yes, thank you. <laughs> have you seen Speed? Yes. She's on the bus. <laughs> she's the one oh. that's like. She's the one that's like. Get me off the bus! Oh my god, the bus is going too fast. That's my Beth Grant. Yeah. I haven't seen that Speed was, in that a little was good. while. Okay, have you Identity seen of the bus? Okay, she's the one that explodes. She tries to get off the bus and she explodes. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Um, have, have you, you seen, seen Chu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Yes. I, oh my god, she's in. Okay, she's in a. She's in a Leguizamo. She is in a Leguizamo. Oh, that's how I we became just watched, aware of her. I just watched a, a TV series. Uh, called Dollface, ah. which is on uh, uh, Disney Plus with yeah. uh, Kat Dennings, and she is a woman with a cat for a head. Yes. Or she's got a cat head. She doesn't have a cat for a head. Yes. She's got a cat head. Yeah, yes. okay. All right. Yeah, okay. So that's I'm, Beth I'm, Grant. I'm, I'm well across Beth, Beth Grant. Okay, great. And The she- reason I knew Beth Grant, so, like, I've always – so Beth Grant was always in my, like, oh, that person. She's the, mm. the ultimate of the, oh, yeah, that person – and for me, where the where she lodged into my brain was the I, I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion in Donnie Darko. She's the, uh-huh, um, yeah. mm. the the crazy mother, and like she lodged in for there. And then we just had a run of legs films where Beth Grant was also in it. And mm. so now we love Beth Grant here. And um, is there a lot of like cross pollination? Do you see him interact a lot, or is um, it more like he's in one scene and she's in the next? Scene? That that it's a lot of that. that. Like she's in. So for example. Dr. Doolittle, the Eddie Murphy <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Doolittle John Leguizamo voices a rat and Beth Grant <laughs> crosses the road and checks to see if Eddie Murphy's okay. At a, okay, you're right, scene. yeah. But so I, like, like, I, wonder, I wonder if at any point they saw each other in the halls of fucking the studio or whatever and were like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, do you remember me? I'm thinking probably not. <laughs> But like, I reckon they do polite, like, oh, I think I, yes, um, and and then and then one of them's like, we were in Tu Wong Fu together. And who do you like, think? Oh my who God. do you think is the person who is who does the hi? Remember me? Out of John and Beth Grant. I think it'll be John, but yeah. also I think they're banging on the side secretly. Yeah, yeah I love. That. <laughs> I reckon I they love fuck that so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If John yeah. Leg was, if we, if we find out that John Leguizamo and Beth Grant have had sex, mm-hmm. I will lose my fucking mind. Yeah, it's very unlikely, but mm. I would Highly lose my unlikely. mind. <laughs> but yeah. it's Hollywood, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. You know, she'd be like, "John, I got a live action role on this on this movie in which you're playing the voice of a rat." Yeah, just so I could, you know, get in on a production meeting and you know check you out, man. Mm. So. It's the thing about John Leguizamo is, you know, when you watch only one actor for this amount, of, in hindsight, mm. Nick, we should have made this podcast a podcast celebrating all of these actors, and maybe we do. Mm. 
four films, one a month, one actor a month. They're four best uh-huh. films, but mm-hmm. we've gone for the three year de- deep dive. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is really fun until until Ice Age five. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to do you could you couldn't do like the last three. Smush them together, three, four, five. You're committed to I feel, individual. I feel like I feel like, like our four listeners won't appreciate that. <laughs> you know? Because we've committed to individual episodes for each Ice Age, and that includes the video games. Terrific. So we have like I as much as I would love to smush, mm-hmm. I cannot smush. There will be that we cannot smush. We have discussed, so um, he did about 15 to 20 episodes of ER Mm, and Mm -hmm. Zach and I have chatted about smushing a couple of episodes only because like I don't want to do 20 weeks of ER (laughs) podcast (laughs) uh, with a 45 to 60 minute episode for each ep- for each episode of ER. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in terms question, of Ice Age, absolutely not individual episodes. And he's done time, so but. many, Nick. He's done so yeah. many films. I think he has over 150 credits and counting. He's making them faster than we're, we, than we're we wrapping started, this up. We started this podcast at the end of 2019. Oh, no, start of 2020 maybe. No, mm. end of – no, yeah, start of 2020. Start I've of just been in this room for, uh, <laughs> for and, two years. <laughs> I don't um, know when I started. <laughs> and since, since we started, he has made 12 things. So he's wow. added to our list. It's fucked. Yeah, wow. Yeah. He's racing. You, uh, you, you better hope he doesn't get into some sort of Nicolas Cage-style tax debt where he has mm. to just keep making things to – Oh, I think he's had IRS a few happy. of them. I think he's had Uh-oh. a few of them. Like Uh-oh. The early 2000s, he hit the ground running. He hit the ground running in the early 2000s like someone who hit gold with Ice Age mm-hmm. but had lived through post-Mario Brothers and Spawn. So he knew that that well isn't always, you know, yeah, giving yeah, you yeah. oil. you got to make hay while the sun shines. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So he... Mm hit those, like, from post-Ice Age, he hit the 2000s so hard, yeah. Nick. And yeah. um, there is so many movies. Because <laughs> I don't mind the bad ones because, you know, everyone's made bad movies and I love them. But what? But the thing you learn about an actor in this sort of level, at this sort of level, is everything they do is no more than three weeks of shooting and there's a lot of three weeks in a year and there's a lot oh, yeah. of years in a decade. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you just kind of go, when do you say no, John? (laughs) Like Mm. when something is put on your desk, when do you say not this one? Because I I don't think he does it. I think he's saying it more now. Maybe. But between 2000 and 2014, there was, I I think he just said to his agent and his manager, yes to everything if you can fit me in. Mm. Like if they can fit into my schedule, I will do anything. Which I love. Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't. I absolutely. I mean, I, you know, were I in the same position, I reckon I'd do that as well. I mean, you know, if it's if it's three weeks and you get, you know, ten minutes of screen time, mm. if it's a bad ten, if it's ten minutes in a bad movie, people forget about it. If it's ten minutes in like an unforgettable epic, yeah. people are like, oh my god, you see him, and then you have the ten minutes in the thing, well, and you then- get to go to a probably you get probably get to go to a nice location. Mm-hmm. You know, they they fly you out somewhere. You know, and your tr- tropical paradise or something, and you you know, uh, be great. I love it. Yeah. We, we've literally encountered films of his like that where you go, oh, this, he did this one for the experience and he did that one for the, because he, he did two Ice Ages in that window. So I think he was just up for a little trip to wherever they filmed that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which uh-huh. is a wonderful career to watch. I, I, I would love to be in that position to be like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you got Ice Age money, you, you, you're chilling. Oh, yeah. But then he's also like just just recently, like I think like a week ago, announced that um, he's doing a musical. Like he wrote a musical. Well, a full musical. Yeah. Did you not see this? Is this why you were asking him about what? Musical yeah. And then he I liked? asked him what his favorite musical was other than his own, and he told me it was Hamilton. Good choice. Yeah. Very good choice. Oh. Yeah. We talked. So you, John you got, and I. Yeah. I was I was going to say you guys have a sort of. Pretty yeah. regular uh, interaction. There, uh, yeah. By regular, if you mean that for every five very intricate questions that I spend about half an hour on, he answers with one to three word answers. Yes, it's fair, like that's okay. that we have All a right. pretty intricate, uh, like like him and Beth Grant. It's quite intimate. Uh, <laughs> do you but, think? Uh, do you think he gets the notifications on his phone? Do you think? He's well, he doesn't. He doesn't a- follow us. <laughs> 
So, oh, okay, right, which right, is right, the right. next step. And I was going to ask him to, but then Zach said if he doesn't, that mm. sucks for us. And also yeah. we don't want him to feel like he has to. Yeah. I want him to do it because he wants, wants to. <laughs> oh, my God, that day. That day's coming soon and, oh, my God, and it's, it's going to pop up and you're going to be like, is this some sort of John Leguizamo fan page, but it's going to have that little boutique? Yeah. And you're yeah. going to be like, oh. And he's, and he's on board. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, because our Instagram, our Instagram page, Nick, it, it follows three people. It follows at uh-huh. Zachary Ruane, it follows at Mish Wittrup, and it follows at John Leguizamo. That, <laughs> so that's all we follow. So, you know, it would be great if he just threw it back to us, but I get it. Mm. It's a little intense. Yep. Mm. It's yeah. a little intense. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think the dynamic of the podcast might change if you, if you, if you got that follow? Do you think you'd be like... Oh, we've got to we've got to really tighten this thing up. If if he's if he's following, he's listening. Mm. So we better we better if, be more professional, do more research. If Zach and I were different people, mm. absolutely. That's <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, right, Nick. I would argue that we should have done that anyway for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh. Now, there's no. I mean, if you start thinking about quality. Content drops, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, 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 if you start, if you're like, I gotta, I gotta reach this this mythical barrier of quality, mm. this this hurdle, I've got to leap above it. You can't produce three to four videos a week or a you know multiple podcasts. You know, just just just, just let it. the listeners decide what is what is worth listening to. Exactly. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. They let them tell. Winners. Let them tell you, and when they tell you by leaving in droves. <laughs> You should change, but you know. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm I will joking. say you're all here. We love you, listener. The movie that we that we're technically here to talk about today. Oh, we will. I want. I'm is, really keen to talk about. Spawn. Oh, me too. It was is a highly requested film. It's by, right. by yeah. our four to four to eight. Four to eight <laughs> listeners. Now, um, if, if I may, of the, of the four to eight listeners, yeah. uh, what, what's your relationship to them? Is there a lot of emailing back and forth? Oh, I try my Are best you... if they DM and okay, yeah. I say hello. Yeah, right. um, every, once okay. in a while, every once in a while, John Leguizamo shares a post that we do on Instagram and he's like, Leguizamo-rama, or ooh, me back in the day. And we'll get maybe two or three followers from John Leguizamo fans who promptly remove their follow <laughs> after about three days. <laughs> um, uh, no, wait, like I... I, I Try my best to get to answer the DMs that we get, um, mm-hmm. but every all of the eight lovely people, big Johnny Legs right. fans. That's uh, what you want, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Um, and we did but- we did screenings. We did screenings uh, back back. Remember screen. This will hopefully be coming out at, at such a time where Victoria is fully opened up. So mm. I don't want to be too lockdowny. But back when we were when cinemas were open, like they are now, as you listen. Um, we did screenings. We did a little John Leguizamo mini marathon at the Lido mm. Cinema, yeah. um, and 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 you know people came to that, and people were really getting behind Johnny Legs. It was a beautiful thing to see. A true highlight of my career. And um, That's right. and where I'm I'm really pushing right now. Me and Mish want to do another little marathon, and we mm. thought, you know, and we're 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 tossing up between a Kathy Bates or a Beth Grant marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, the the worry with get Beth Grant is no one knows who she is. We did throw out a Michael Shenanza for a while. Michael Shenanza, okay, yeah, special. that would be good, yeah. Um, or, okay. or a please, sir, can I have some Julianne Moore? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but no, and yes. people seem to really like the little mini marathons. They seem to enjoy the pod, and I feel like they're all particularly excited to hear us chat about Spawn. That's um, That's it's been exciting. a highly requested one from like day one, and I—I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I personally had never seen it, so mm. I was so excited to buy it on um, Amazon Prime, mm. so that we could chat about it. Mish, do you want to do the intro and then let's just dig into Spawn? Let's yeah. let's let's get ourselves all a big serving of Spawn and dig into oh. that delicious spawn, bowl of Spawn. Mm. So oozy. <laughs> so oozy. I did actually, I, I don't, is this a thing? I thought that um, the word spawn was semen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think it kind of is in yeah, a way. No, no, spawn is babies. Yeah, yeah your spawn yeah, like is an your children, yeah. your children yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I always thought spawn was like a, a cool guy way of saying jizz. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when the cool guys want to talk about cum. That's what about it, I mean, spawn. I mean, that's what it said. That, that that was the subtitle, you know, on the first issue of the comic book. It said spawn and then there was spawn very dramatically there. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a cool guy's way of saying jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and a little smiley face, a little winky smiley face. Because, Nick, I know. And it was a hologram foil cover as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Just a little spudge. Just spudge. That was the original name as well. Yeah. Because um, uh, he originally developed the character under the name. Little known fact um, is that McFarlane originally developed the character under the name of Spudge when he was at uh, Marvel. And um, and there was a bit of back and forth. They didn't want to do, do Spudge. So, when he broke off, he redid it, but he unfortunately didn't have the rights to Spudge or Spoof. So he had to call him Spawn. Yeah. Um, that's a true mm. story. And um, Jizz, that's interesting. Jizz doesn't have that hardcore action hero. Well, it's already the DC Jizz yeah. Uh, yeah. enemy. That's exactly right. That's right. Yeah. You know. And interestingly, some years later, Marvel mm. very conveniently created their own character, uh, Baby Gravy. Who's yeah. a, a baby yeah. covered in gravy, <laughs> and and a lot of people have drawn a line between the two, but I think it's just a coincidence. And I know there are parallel thinking. I know there are a lot of rumours mm. about uh, the baby gravy um, like <laughs> popping up in the after, in the post credit scene. But don't worry, we're not going to be talking about MCU baby gravy here. Yeah. No, we spoilers. won't be talking about we won't be talking about Marvel's baby gravy until Baby Gravy Three comes out when John Leguizamo voices. Baby Gravy's uncle <laughs> in Baby Gravy 3. Um, all right, so I'm going to do the um, the intro to Spawn, the cool guy's way of saying jizz. Um, a superhero action fantasy released in 1997. Spawn, directed by Mark A.Z. Dippe, is the story of Al Simmons, a U.S. Marine colonel who wants to retire, but his boss, Martin Sheen, won't let him quit, which is totally illegal. Al Simmons... <laughs> Al Simmons could just call in HR and explain his conundrum, but instead performs one last mission for Martin Sheen. Uh, while doing this mission, Martin Sheen hires a murderer to kill him. Al ends up in hell where he agrees to be an eternal servant for one of hell's rulers if it means he can go and spend a little bit more time with his fiancée, Wanda. Once he returns to Earth, he becomes Spawn, which is the name of the movie. Lol, lol, lol. Uh, this movie is beyond cooked. It has explosions, <laughs> prosthetics, an underworld that looks like an industrial warehouse the day after a rave party. Uh, the My dad has a penis, my mum has a vagina kid from kindergarten cop. Random spurts of Marilyn Manson music, blue and green fire and Jenny from Buffy. John Leguizamo plays Violator, an evil clown that is kind of like a funny sidekick but also evil and fat and spits a lot and can turn into Wanda. Uh, it's brilliant voice work, as always. Wow. Nailed it. Thanks. Wow. That was a great uh, um, bio, Mish. I have been looking forward to – I love 90s trash movies. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like there are, like, I'm particularly into the thrillers. We've talked about that lots on the pod. But any, like, 90s is for sure my favorite decade of cinema, I reckon. Still, and, even after watching Spawn. Yeah, <laughs> truthfully, because I would say Spawn <laughs> is a classic, right? In the sense mm-hmm. that it is so entertaining to watch. I will never watch it again. But I was so entertained because it, yeah. it is so it's so cooked. Like Oh yeah. It was in the oven for about 5 hours too long. This this is burnt crispy and I I delicious. I just I I pure entertainment, but I I plan on never discussing it again after we finish this pod. Nick, yeah, get it out talk, of your system, I think, yeah. You talk a bit about, you, like, you talk about a, a bit about, like, comic book movies and movies in your in your other spaces. Um, uh-huh. Where does this fall in your world? <laughs> like, as, as a big oh, comic book um, film guy, where does Spawn fall? Well, like, I was, a, I was a big, I've been a big comic book 
move comic book guy and comic book movie guy for you know as long as I can remember. So I would have seen this. If not opening night, I would have seen this opening weekend when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I would have had, I had the comic book adaptation of the movie, which itself was an adaptation of, of the, the comic, comic book. book. So I would have had the, the, the that, and that's, that's two levels removed. So you know that's bad. I would have <laughs> had this, I would have had the CD, uh, the, the, the CD soundtrack, which I would have ripped to Winamp. Mm. Yep. Uh, and I would say, having watched this as a, as a, a kid and watching it now, I've never felt like a bigger sense of cultural whiplash in the sense of like <laughs> when I watched it as a kid, I'm like, this is awesome. This is incredible. It is. It's. It's badass. Oh my god! This dude. He's. He's just. He's got. He's got chains and he's got guns and he's got green fire and he's saying rude words and he's shooting guns and he's smashing through skylights. Oh my god! Like, there's. There's been plenty of stuff as like an like, as a kid I watched a movie and then like like I remember. When I saw like the the Matrix sequels, I remember mm. as a kid, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, these they kind of suck compared to the original kind of thing. And I've come back recently, and I've gone, okay, you know, they have like, I still don't love them, but they have kind of hidden depths. Mm. But like, I watched Spawn, and I'm like, I cannot believe I thought any aspect of this was objectively good <laughs> at any point in my life. Like, it's just, just. It felt like if I'd never seen this before and you were like, here, watch this, if you'd given it to me on like a video CD or something and I watched it and you said this was like an unreleased pilot for a TV show that yeah. never got picked up, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, of course it was. Like it's filled with like uh, like, like TV stars of the era. Yeah. It, it, the, the special effects look like it hasn't, they haven't been finished. Yes. It's just. That, I, yes, that's, they do. They look like it was the first edit. It's like they got yeah. the work Animatics. experience kid. They were like, yeah. they asked the work experience kid, hey, you want to add a bit of fire to the to this alleyway? And then the work experience kid did and was like, what do you think of this? And they were like, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah, we'll use that. It's like, <laughs> it's almost like there's an energy of, um, you know, like like before they show, it's like, just so you know, we'll make the devil's mouth move when, yeah. when it's done. So don't let that distract you. We just want you to get a sense yeah. of the proportions, how it's all looking before we render it. Like, yeah. we just want to get your yeah. feedback now. If I was some sort of cinema... Sommelier, I would say this like the 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 special effects have like they have notes of like a like one of those old Sega CD games, like a like a night trap or something like that, like one of those ones where you just you just click the button and then a a, a monster would fall into a trapdoor or whatever. Yeah, it, it, there was notes of like remember like in the nineties, but you guys probably too too too, too young to remember. But oh. uh, in the nineties, there were like like prodigy video clips. It'd be or like. Like yes, you know, exactly like what you're like Hoc- here's Johnny by Hocus Pocus. It'd just yeah. be like just some like weird random CGI screensaver stuff. Mm. That's and, like, what this even, like, whole thing felt like. There's even like a bordering on an element of like this is even like Zork. I don't know if you remember Zork. Yeah, I remember Zork. What's yeah. Zork? <laughs> Zork was a, it was a very very early video game, computer game, and it was originally text. And I think Z- Return to Zork. Return to Zork was the one where there was the first one with visuals and the way they did it, I think they had real actors, but then because of the technology at the time, those real actors are no more real a set of pixels than the image they stand in front of. <laughs> like It's like kind of got that energy of like these still yeah. images of a still pixel face it had a bit of Return to Zork energy. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I have to look up Return to Zork right <laughs> now. Um, what I found with this movie is for a movie that I feel was very much targeted at, like, teenagers, really, it was such a complex story. Like, it wasn't mm. simple at all. It, like... I don't know. I'm I myself am not a comic book movie person. Like I haven't seen a lot. I've only just started watching the Spider-Mans. We just my partner and I just finished <laughs> Spider-Man 3. Um uh-huh. uh, and I've watched the early Batmans, which I do really enjoy. 
Mm. But I'm like not- the uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, and I've also watched Batman and Robin, which I also enjoy for similar reasons to Spawn. I adore um- <laughs> Batman and Robin, but let's not make this a Batman and Robin. Rant, oh, cause- I could talk about Batman and Robin. I could have a podcast that goes for three years about Batman and Robin. Do not hold me to that. <laughs> I want to do a yearly Batman and Robin screening until mm. it gets reappraised as the camp classic that it is. But anyway, enough about Batman and Robin, back to sport. <laughs> it just it felt like the, the storyline was so complex like and really difficult to follow and I'm not dumb and I watch film mm. and I enjoy film and I, was, I didn't understand. I had to read I, so many... Awful reviews of this film. <laughs> the wiki page a couple of times to kind of get my head around what was going on. Am I dumb or is that fair? Could could I posit that it's not that you're dumb, it's that you were asking more of the plot than it was giving? You're like, this and this and this, this has nothing to do with each other. It's so complicated, I don't know how they're connected, when in <laughs> truth they weren't. Sometimes yeah. he had big guns and sometimes he had a magical cape. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really- <laughs> if you take out the guns and the magical cape, it's just a couple of dudes walking around, honestly, for like 97 <laughs> minutes. Um, but I think you're all, you're right in the sense that like, a lo- also, like, a, there's a lot of dialogue that that speaks to like it being more complicated than it is. Yeah, there's like a bit. There's a bit in it where like, so Spawn has come back from hell to Earth, and he's got a a, a friend who I think is a like a previous Spawn, and he's mm. he's like an old man, and who, and has, he's a, giving, who has a sword for a hand, he's yeah, got a sword for a hand, and a, and and a nice give- and, a, and a jaunty little hat. <laughs> That's exactly right. And he's giving Spawn all this sort of advice and train like he's he's like the Yoda kind of character. I think that maybe even they even call him Yoda at one point. And like at one point Spawn's got all his guns as you mentioned and then and and this other guy's like now listen Spawn you've got to use your powers. You've got to figure out how to learn and use use your powers correctly. But if you if you use your powers too much you're going to die and you're going to go back to hell. So don't don't waste your powers. And then Spawn's like, "Well, I'm not going to be needing these." And he gives the guns back. And Cogliostro, the guy, he's just like, now you're getting it. What, what are you talking about? That's Insane. that's the you're not getting it. Keep the guns. Keep the guns. That's the before, point. If you're going into battle or whatever, keep the guns. Keep your guns. You've got some big. They're expensive, big, powerful guns. You will win. Keep the guns. Mm. Absolute was- m- madness. I just feel like. If they wanted to do a movie that was just blue and green fire, a couple of funny quips from a fat clown uh, a lo- mm. and a lot of action and fighties and guns and stuff, just do that. Don't You don't need to insert an overly co- – like, okay, I saw Mortal Kombat last year <laughs> and yes. I think Mortal Kombat is brilliant <laughs> because they just went, we just want a movie with a lot of fighting and just a lot of like – you know, weird violence and flashy suits and, like, cool fighting karate moves. Yeah. Let's just put the most base concept on that and just make a movie about that. And that is why Mortal Kombat is in my top 50 entertaining films of all time. Top 50 most entertaining films of all all time. Now, can I ask, Mish, um... Original Mortal Kombat or, or New Mortal Kombat? New Mortal Kombat. Wow. <laughs> Have you seen also, Original Mortal let's, Kombat, let, let me just, just very quickly, let me also just say that Mortal Kombat was the first movie I saw at the cinema after a very long lockdown. Yeah, yeah that might yeah, have yeah. been a factor. That might have been. My partner reckons it was. <laughs> I still have, I actually have very fond memories of the the um, the last movie I saw before we went into the Last lockdown, like we we went we 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 went into that lockdown for months and months. The last the last movie I saw in cinemas before they were just a distant memory was the movie Bloodshot with Vin Diesel, uh, where he's oh, a yeah. he's 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 a man filled with magical blood, and you and you and and he keeps coming back to life, yeah. and Guy Pierce is in it. That's it's a great. great. That's a what great. Was the I last that there was that point where like like where where it was like because because this was so unprecedented. It was just like oh wow. We're just going to have to talk about the January releases for a year. <laughs> the last movie the last movie I saw was I think about a week before we went into lockdown in March last year. And it was with a man with a satchel and we went and saw The Invisible Man. Oh, great oh. film. And a great film. 
but it's but it's all I could talk about for about six months. Mm. Anyone's, did anyone manage to see it, The Invisible Man? And then, like, the few <laughs> people like, oh, I did. So we'll chat about it then because, and yeah, and it was at the drive-in cinemas. There you go. Love a drive-in. I am um, my big thing with Spawn, right? I what I what I love about it, right? Is it's <laughs> is is it there are like so many firsts in this film. Like there are so many things that like didn't happen again for another 15 years, mm. right? Um and like sometimes that's good and sometimes it's like, oh, that 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 definitely should have stuck around. But there are other things where it's like um, I'm trying to th- like I'm specifically with special effects, specifically mm-hmm. with CGI, where it's like sometimes being ahead of your time is not a good thing because mm. sometimes being ahead of your time means the technology's not ready yet. And oh, I feel yeah. like, you know how now there'll be like movies you'll watch Superman, like, you know, he never had a cape. The cape was CGI. Mm. And I imagine people saying that about Spawn then, like, do you know he never had a physical cape? And it's like, yes, I'm aware of that because at one point the cape goes through Martin Sheen. Like it just literally literally goes inside Martin Sheen because they didn't like, I don't know. Like, It's a very strange. It clipped through him like he was a Skyrim character. (laughs) Martin Sheen. Was Captain Willard in Apocalypse Now? And yeah. Then, then mere a couple of decades later, he's he's just he's in this wearing big shiny pants. Did you see him in his big shiny <laughs> army pants? Yes. His pleather <laughs> army pants. My God. And his sinister beard. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and his big love... slacks. He he changes his army pants for big slacks later, and I'm all about it. Oh, it's and so a big good. tuxedo. <laughs> I would love to know what it was like on set because I think very famously um, on set for uh, Mario Brothers, apparently Mario Brothers was like an awful filming experience and like they would talk about it, like the things that Bob Hoskins would say about the directors were just horrific and like they would joke about it and they would talk about it in real time and you hear about that. And then with this film it's like because I'm pretty sure Todd McFarlane doesn't love it, does he? he? He's been trying to make a new one to kind of yeah, yeah. he's 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 tried he's tried to make a reboot since like 2008 or something like that there's been a, a script on the boil but maybe they're you know they're maybe it's the cape technology maybe mm. now we've had we've had a doctor strange you know there's been some mm. superman there's been some great cape action recently so yeah. maybe it's yeah. yeah but i mean he's got like todd mcfarlane has the money to just he could make a new spawn movie every week Oh, absolutely! Like he's he's got so much like like action figure money. Uh, yeah, like he could just he could just churn out a bunch, and if one's good, you know, we'd forget all the other ones, and it wouldn't matter to him. I so. just I think that what's sad for Todd McFarlane in this particular case, even though he's rich, which I don't feel sorry for him for that. That's sick for him. But I feel kind of sorry for him actually, because I think it maybe makes him disconnected from the real people. Maybe. Actually. Maybe. Yeah. I would but love to be also, this, how much... real people. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, if he wants no. to swap lives with me, I know so many real people. Oh, I Let's struggle swap. to write relatable Todd, characters now. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go cry into my very expensive tissues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tissues where I don't have to pick the ones on sale. That's the dream. Oh, wow. Um, he is worth a lot of money. Yeah. You're not wrong. I just Googled it and how everyone knows... Is- well, everyone knows that Googling someone's net worth always comes up with a reliable result. Yeah. Mm. Um, famously, like, just famously, Reese Nicholson, if you Google Reese Nicholson's net worth, it comes up as $17 million. Whoa. I should have yeah. been nicer to him. Yeah, yeah I know. I was like, up. fuck. I think you can, uh, I think you can uh, Google my net worth now. Oh, wait, because um, is that you maybe and not No, Reese Nicholson, someone, someone's, um, no, his is a lot nicer. Mm. My net worth is in the scope of 100000 to a million dollars. And what I love oh, about that is how can you shoot that wide of a net, 100000 to a million, <laughs> yeah. how can you shoot that wide of a net and still be too high? That's... <laughs> I want to be able to – I really want to be able to Google my net worth. How does someone do that? Can someone do that for me? Just put your net worth in some – No, I mean, lie. Like, I mean, they're lying about mm. everybody else's. Like, I just mm. want to be able to um, Google Mish Wittrup net worth 
and it to come up that I'm richer than I am, please. Thank you. If you Google Mish Wittrup net worth right now, what comes up? Let's have a look. Um, the first thing that comes up is Auntie Donna Wiki. Yep. Mish Wittrup is an Australian comedian. Thank you. Uh, and has worked with Auntie Donna on numerous projects. That, that's fact. Someone got it mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says that I'm the host of Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama with Zachary yeah, Ruane. That's true. You are, you that's are very true. Well, yeah. co-host technically. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my point was before. Well, sorry, go, go, go. No, I was just going to say he, you're absolutely right. Looking at his net worth, even if this is off by a substantial amount, he could literally just make a Spawn movie mm. and... Um, I think there's all the ingredients. The ing- I haven't read Spawn, but all the ingredients are fantastic. Mm. Like everything about that character is great. I think it's you know it's RoboCop with hell, and I'm like, <laughs> give me, give me that. That's a fantastic movie. Just uh, this movie is a little wackadoo. I just and I felt for it because it very much had a feeling that Todd McFarlane really thought he was onto something with this movie. Do you know what I mean? It has that feel of like yeah. this movie's fucking sick. And then like, oh, I, yeah, you know I, mean? like, I held on to that for like twenty years. Yeah, so. I've fucking, I've aced it, mate. Like this movie's yeah. fucking sick. And then it's mm. like, oh, it's not, but Todd, like it's a bit, it's a bit shit, eh? Like <laughs> you did it, you did it about ten years too soon, mate. Like, mm. but yeah, that's not that's not Todd's fault. That's the people at Columbia's fault. I don't know whose fault it is. I also love. The opening it's so much though. I do just want to say I love the opening. The opening is just like, mm-hmm. like a hyper, like a hyper Lord of the Rings opening. It's just like it sets up the universe, but also to like serves to make it more confusing. It's just like, mm-hmm. well, some people yeah. go to hell when they die, but there's many of us, and this one is like this guy, and I'm also one of them. And this is now let's go to a little bit of scene, and then like there's like this action scene, and then it's like. Goes back into it. It's like get ready for spawn. <laughs> like so. It's did, you really know that, did you know that my, Michael Jai White, who plays Spawn in this, he's like a tenth Dan black belt in karate. Like he's like he's like the upper echelon. Like what he's, else has he done? Uh, he was Black Dynamite in the movie Black Dynamite. I don't know if you oh, remember wow. that one. It's like a black exploitation yeah. parody. Uh, he's he's actually been a Jax, like a Mortal Kombat Jax in like a. Uh, uh, like a like a web series situation. Sick. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's very good, but he does like they gave him two big spin kicks. That's all he gets. <laughs> That's in all this he movie. got. Yeah, just two big spin kicks, and the rest is just him putting on a big rubber suit and shoving people. It's like getting <laughs> like, the yes. best dancer in the world and not getting a choreographer. <laughs> like it's like you yeah. Know, like... Do you know what this movie fucking aced though? It was the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. It's so good. It had like mm. Silverchair and Marilyn Manson. It was just, it was fucking very cool 90s soundtrack. Can I it's say? The, oh, sorry, yeah. go. Well, okay. I was going to say it's a soundtrack they don't do anymore, which no. is like they got, it, it's, it was all for the movie and it was like all these collaborations. Mm. Like it was like uh, Filter and the Crystal Method the and Crystal like Method, all yeah. these, yeah, and like Metallica and DJ Spooky and all these like weird combinations and they don't, Nobody really puts that care and attention into a like, you know. It's just it's just a billion pop songs now. It's mm. just like you know, just real on the nose stuff. But this I is- think I heard somewhere once about Spider Man. Possibly, I think it was one of the Spider Mans where because that's a Sony film. So yeah. they just did a screening at Sony Records where they just invited uh-huh. all the musicians along. It might not have been Spider Man, but it was something like that where they all sat down. So it was just like a room full of all these musicians of any genre, just they mm-hmm. just shared a label. And they're like, so there's the movie. Anyone got any songs? And like, that's how they huh. did. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't remember which film it was exactly though, but it's that like, that definitely can be an energy now. It's just like, mm. there's not that kind of attention to God. Nineties did good, uh, good, like, Music from and inspired by was, oh, yeah. was, yeah. was yeah. peaked in the nineties. Fuck yeah! I um, um I, I I love the music. Anyway, go Mish. On Johnny Legs in this role. Mm. Fun fact: mm. this clown, this fat clown, 
uh, is four foot tall. So he had to spend the entire time squatting. Uh, it took two and a half hours to get his makeup and prosthetics and fat suit on. And on one occasion he wet himself because they couldn't get the suit off quick enough. So wow. he pissed his panties. Yeah. That's great. There's just also, a couple of fun little bits of trivia for you <laughs> if they ever ask that down the pub on a Thursday night, trivia night. John Leguizamo wet his pants because he couldn't That's get so the fat sad suit for off. John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, but he's talked about it, I think, quite openly. Uh, about I, um, how, he, how, how he peed his pants. I. I oh my have God. a very similar what a weird thing connection. to... Oh, okay, go, yeah. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Weird connection. The last time I peed my pants, I was four. It was in a sandbox <laughs> yes. and I had to change my undies at, at, at childcare or whatever and the undies I had to change into were Spider-Man underpants. That is a connection. That's a connection, Beth, for sure. Thank yeah. you. That's very much a connection. I'm sorry to interrupt mm. you, Zach. Please continue. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's a better connection than mine. I was just going to talk about this genre of film. Um, I think you pissing <laughs> your you pants and getting Spider-Man undies is much more relevant. The... <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I was. A, I was. It was when I was in America. We moved to America when I was four, mm-hmm, and we lived mm-hmm. there for a year and a half. And I went to childcare, and I was so nervous because I didn't know anybody and I didn't know where anything was, and I needed to go to the toilet. And rather than ask someone where the toilet was, I went and peed in the sandpit. Mm. Um, and then one of the childcare workers saw me and was like, "Did you just pee in the sandpit?" And I said, "Yeah, I did. I, I was, didn't know where the toilet was." She's like, "Next time, you just need to ask." And I was like, "That's fair." Um, and then she's like, it's okay, we've got some spare undies. And she gave me Spider-Man, Spider-Man undies. undies. And when my mum came to pick me up, she was like, Michelle had a bit of an accident in the sandpit, but it's okay, she's got some clean undies on now. And I've just, it's, it's, it's I remember it being the last time I yeah. wet myself because it was traumatising and I remember the Spider-Man panties. <laughs> Mish, what I love about that story is like how, yes, it is very linked to John Leguizamo pissing his pants in his prosthetic <laughs> clown outfit while, while filming the movie Spawn, but it's linked kind of in a way. Um, do you remember the movie Pan's Labyrinth? It's one of my favourites. One of my favourites. That's in my top yeah. ten. And w- one thing that's great about Pan's Labyrinth is when there's these like links, it's like the fantasy and the realism elements kind of fit together Mm. like that fantasy fits in with the horrors of war but it's never like in a way that really makes sense Mm. i feel like by you putting your story about pissing your pants and getting (laughs) spider-man panties next to this story about john leguizamo we start to draw out themes in both of those stories though i wouldn't say they're very connected That story. I had a story to tell, and I wanted to share. It's a good story. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Emotionally, yeah, I thought it was great. I think if maybe if you ran them in parallel mm-hmm. on a screen and you had some stirring music behind it, I think people would come out of the screening and be like, mm, "Yeah, that makes meant you think, something, doesn't it?" Yeah, and 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 I think the reviews would say things like it, that the 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 dual narratives um, don't don't lead to easy uh, solutions or something. You know, they'd go, mm, and yeah, that would be yeah, a yeah. good thing. They'd be like, it's not obvious. Yes, they're both about pissing pants. Yes, they <laughs> both feature properties that Todd McFarlane has been involved yeah, in. Yeah, that's exactly but other right. But <laughs> other than that, there's not a huge amount, but... but there's so, there's a truth in both how of those stories. Do, how much more do you want? Would you prefer it if I was on set? Mm. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I like maybe the set of like a play. Okay, yes. like so, it's like the there's a movie and then you're a play, so it's kind of like okay, youth and 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 age or something mm-hmm. would work. I think. Yeah. And I think also what are we good for nowadays is is uh, the week that came out. There'd be like a hundred clickbait articles where they would ask Todd McFarlane what he thinks about it, and it'd be like. <laughs> Todd McFarlane finally speaks out about the the pissing pants thing situation, and you'd click, and you'd be like, "What does Todd McFarlane have to say?" And he'd be like, "I didn't say it." Didn't. Yeah, or I'm just design- very- I'm too busy designing spawn toys. I don't have time for whatever this is. I love. I, I do I love. I, um, I do love. Uh, like when uh, when Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney for a bit, the amount of like. Uh, um, Paul Bettany speaks up and it's just clearly he was at a premiere and he was like, yeah, it's tough, hey. Anyway, bye. <laughs> yeah, this is t- that's super complicated. Anyway, I'm off. 
and then oh, like, Paul Bettany finally speaks up, saying the situation is complicated. Yeah, he said, it's super complicated, <laughs> hey. Complicated. <laughs> um, no, well, what I was going to say was it, it, I had, I have a very vivid memory of this film as well, very similar to yours, Nick, where I really, really wanted to watch it when it came out at the movies. I was so excited because I have a very, very deep love of like what I would call like the night city genre. Like mostly they're comic book adaptations, but there's like this dark nighttime um, city genre, often with like like the metal kind of soundtracks. Like yeah, like, right, right. I love that genre. Like you know, Batman is in it. This is in it. Um, Dark City? Dark City, I was just yeah, I love Dark City. I've rewatched mm. that recently. That's one that holds up. Oh fuck oh, yeah. Dark City's mm-hmm. good. And I love that genre. And I remember this movie being like, Well, this is the next this is gonna be amazing. Yeah, right. And then I couldn't watch it. Like I was like it, I couldn't watch it at the movies and then I think there was for some it just I never got to watch it. And then when I finally watched it, I was just a little too just like I was still young, but I was mm-hmm. just a little too old and I struggled to understand why my favourite actor or one of my favourite actors at the time was in a fat suit talking about <laughs> skid marks on his underpants. And yeah. I was just like, where does he fall? This is more silly than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> this is less of a film noir than I thought it would be. <laughs> this is a little bit less of a... This isn't quite the crow as much as it is... Um, a bit of a video game hell, and now there's a man talking about poop in his undies. But did you enjoy? <laughs> did you enjoy watching it? Then now, now, I think I enjoyed it more now than I did then. Same. I Which don't think crazy. I would have. I think when I was 21, I would have hated this movie. Yeah, hated this movie. I think if I was 10, I, me being me at 10, probably also would have hated this movie. But now at 33, love it. Love this. I, I genuinely thoroughly entertained. Again, like I mentioned at the start, I, I would never watch it again. It's awful. But, <laughs> but I, I, I found it so entertaining and it's like anyone who wants to watch it who hasn't seen it, I would tell them to. 100% I would. 100% and I think as well for me it's like, this is such an early example of comic book film. Mm. Like like of and it's like when you think about it it predates Blade, it predates mm. X-Men, yep. it predates mm, yeah, yeah. um Nolan's Batman, like it predates Spider-Man. Like the only thing it came after that I can think of is Superman and Batman and it's doing stuff that those films didn't do that that other people worked out. Yeah. And it has to be given some credit for that. And and I think as well I was thinking about it, I'm like, if you came in and just like literally like someone with like special effects technology now spent a couple of weeks just cleaning it up. Mm. Yeah. I think that it like some of the visuals would be stunning if the if the uh if the effects were up to par. Maybe I'm being too kind, but I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was better than I thought it was gonna be. And I'm so sorry you went on the opposite journey, Nick. Yeah, what did you think, Nick? Um I mean, uh, <laughs> look, I mean, individual elements I think were fo- like I liked, I, I, I'm always, like I, I, I feel sad that like, again, like Michael J. White didn't have anything to do right, besides like two yes. spin kicks and a bunch of scowls and just being like, what's going a lot on of or whatever. falling on the floor. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was, he was um, face down on the floor a lot in this film. Yeah, um, but I did like again, like you know, I, I you're right. Like a lot of the, like a lot of the special effects, while bad, were, were pioneering. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, like you wouldn't like you know at, to this point, And I guess we'd had like you know, uh, yeah, like Batman and like Ninja Turtles and like Ninja a couple Turtles other things. Is a great, but the like, Crow is a great. More, yeah, like but like this, all this sort of stuff. It's like it's because it's New Line Cinema. It's like more like horror. Stuff. It's mm. like the first time, like, like you yeah. might see, like, you know, like killer razor sharp chains in like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie or something like that. But mm. like, this was the first time they went, like, yeah, superheroes don't have to be like Superman and and everything's lovely and and uh, he's he's flying and isn't that magical. It can be like 
weird and gross. Mm. Uh, so that that that's fun. Um, and I like John Leguizamo is I, I you know I loved I love John Leguizamo and Martin Sheen just chewing scenery. Yes, yeah, yes. I love people that are like, oh, I see what this is. Mm. I'll have fun. Yeah. then. like yes. I'm all yeah. for people doing that. Well, but, and I think that yeah. I think very much what you just said that Martin and John got it. <laughs> So like, ah, oh, yeah, I get this. <laughs> this makes sense. <laughs> but um, you're not wrong about, i just say that one thing, you're really not wrong about, I, I, I thought I couldn't place it, but there was something about like, they didn't know how superheroes moved in movies yet. That was my big mm. thing that I realised is like, they didn't know, like they had him in his suit, they had the cape, that it was getting closer to what they would find. It was one of the, but, but. He was just standing there with guns half the time. Like they yeah, didn't know yeah, how. Yeah. Like the movement of a superhero. Um, they need. I think they needed the Matrix, and then mm. they needed Spider Man yeah. to kind of go. They move a bit like this. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there's there's a few shots in it where he's just kind of standing there, and I think they were like, "Well, this is the cover of Spawn issue ten or whatever," and it's like very dramatic mm. kind of thing. But then you, where do you go from there? Like how to how does the character move? beyond that and I yeah you're right they didn't kind of figure that out and again like like Mish you said he spends a lot of the time like like a turtle Mm. on his back (laughs) yeah just kind (laughs) of he's too heavy his center of gravity is weird because of the rubber suit and he's just sort of yeah waddling (laughs) now I I had a question for you guys um I mentioned this to you Zach I don't know if you picked up on it uh earlier um evidently uh in between it being released theatrically and now, somebody with some power in uh, the you know the production company or whatever has sort of they watched this and they went some of the dialogue is a bit crook actually in this mm. in this movie we should fix that and what they did is they they redubbed the audio for some of the dialogue but they didn't tell the caption company. So like wow. I watch I watch most I watch most things with like captions on because I love to read. I'm a big reader. Yeah. My, yeah. It's my first love is reading. Uh, and my second love is cinema, so I want to combine the two. But like <laughs> so I'm watching this movie and like Spawn saying something and then the, the t- then there's just, I, there's I just ha- hidden there's just hidden crook subtitles <laughs> i've got some examples but i feel bad like one of them especially i feel bad about saying in real life so how do you do that yeah how, how do you, you do how it? do you do that in this all right day and age? Well, look there's <sighs> look i'll put it in i'll put it in maybe we can i mean I don't there know. was a line where the clown said you pansy bacon crisp yeah that was pretty uh, that's pretty bad <laughs> well there's one there's one where uh the clown tells Martin Sheen's character in in the in the movie, like the audio, he says, "Grow up, you sniveling ninny." But the the caption said, "Grow up, you syphilitic ball sack." That's in there. Um, and there's there's one bit where like there's a bit of shoving, and and Spawn shoves the clown. And in the in the version I watched, he said, "Get away from me, you foul smelling maggots." But in the not maggot. The, no, well, look, it's not. Go- it is going where you think it's going to go, but not in the way you think it's going to go. He says, "He says, get off me, you foul-smelling maggot." But then the 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 caption says, "Get off me, you fudge-packing midget." Oh my oh lord! Oh my god! Oh and my lord! They didn't, the fuck? They didn't. They didn't. They, didn't ch- <laughs> they changed the order. They redubbed the. And I don't like. Maybe they changed it by the time it came to Australia. I don't remember any dialogue from when I watched it as a kid. But like, I still remember, and this I think this is, should be the last sort of uh, thing, and then we should find out our Leguistamos. Mm. But I still remember I um, watched The Matrix once on an aeroplane on Etihad, and mm. they had, and I know that movie very, very well. That's one of those ones I watched a million times when I was 12, so I know every line. Mm. And I I was so thrown because I'm half asleep on a plane and I'm like, something's not hitting. And I was like, it's because this, exactly what you're talking about, this is like the aeroplane friendly version. This mm. is the, so so like there's these iconic lines that I'm like building up <laughs> to and then I'm watching it and it's like, 
gosh darn it, Cypher. And like, <laughs> these, like got these famous iconic lines that like I knew and it was the same tension where it was subtitles to words, but this was like um, my own knowledge of the film, <laughs> waiting for the goddamn it Cypher and hearing gosh darn it. Cypher. And also <laughs> gosh darn it is not when you, what you say to someone that's killing all your friends. Gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's amazing because I watched it with subtitles on your recommendation and I um, I just missed that stuff. Like I think I was like checking occasionally and I missed those moments, but that's <laughs> spectacular. That's such a great uh, Yeah, that's tension. incredible, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> I know. You're very welcome. Now everybody else can go do it now. Spend spend four ninety nine and watch Spawn and turn the subtitles like on. 100% you should definitely watch it at least once in your life and from what it sounds like you should watch it. With subtitles. Um, we do this little thing at the end of each episode of Leguizamarama where we give our Leguistamo rating. It is not Absolutely. based on what we think of the movie. It's based on how leguizamo we the film was. Um, Zach, do you want to go first? This is a tough one. This is such a tough one to give a Leguistamo to because he's doing a lot. He has a lot of freedom. Mm. He's having lots of fun. But also I think this was, you know, not a well-received movie critically um, and he's under piles of makeup, but he's top build. He's top build, but yeah. like most people don't know he's in it because he's under piles of makeup. So it's so hard to know um, exactly where it falls. And, and we're at the moment talking about like what this age of his career was, uh, Nick, and we'll talk about mm. that later. I, I think I have to give it. I think I have to give it a four Leguistamos mm. though, because. You know, it's no Luigi in it's no Luigi in in, in the Mario Brothers, but he's mm. really in it and he's really having fun. He he's it, as off as it is and as weird as the character is, he's kind of it, the Jack Sparrow or the Han Solo yeah. in his yeah. way, yeah. and that's the best mm. part for a John Leguizamo. Let someone else mm. take the weight and just have fun. Couldn't agree more. Maybe not in a big, weird clown fat suit, but it's iconic. I love that yeah. that clown. Yeah, I'm giving it four. Four okay. Leguistamos. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half Leguistamos mm-hmm. uh, for everything that you just said, but I'm a nicer person. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, Nick. I'm gonna give it four Leguistamos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 not a good movie, but that doesn't count as you as you mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like imagine this character being performed by anybody else Fuck and you'd yeah. be like this mm. is awful and I hate it I hate all these little lines and I hate all these little jokes mm. and I I don't want to watch this anymore but Lake Wasamo I'm like this is this is pretty fun yeah this is yeah, pretty he fun has stuff. a lot of fun with it you're You're're not very wrong good. and he imagine changes his Dane voice completely Cook. He, like <laughs> in that part I've loved I've loved <laughs> John Leguizamo for Years and years and years and years and years since Tu Wong Fu. And mm. I, it wasn't until we decided to do this podcast that I realised he was the clown from Spawn. He's, yeah. it, like, it's pretty incredible, the voice transformation, as well as the two-and-a-half-hour fat suit and makeup, obviously. But, and the pissing. And, and the pissing and himself. The pissing, yeah. Um, mm. Which is, it seems very un-Leguizamo <laughs> to piss your <laughs> pants, but whatever. Um, I'm glad he can admit it. Uh, Great. Beautiful Leguistamo scores across the board for Spawn. Nick, thank you Mm. so much for coming to do our podcast. What a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you you fancy gaining, you know, maybe two or three followers, where can people find you? Uh, I am on a uh, podcast called The Weekly Planet where we pretty much talk about this sort of stuff every week. Uh, with a degree, just, with a fair degree more focus and... Uh, professional. <laughs> well, dep- depends on the week. They, they, really. talk, they talk less about pissing your pants. <laughs> well, you know, lockdown's been hard on all of us and we are struggling for content. Yeah. So maybe one maybe Feel one week will do like Feel free to take my story 10. and bring it yeah. into your next episode. All hey, right. you know, I met this girl, Mish. Uh, she pissed her <laughs> pants when she was four. Did you tell them? We're putting it in the top ten uh, pissing your pants <laughs> scenes in movies all real life. We just put them all together. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um, anything else? Anything else you, you uh, want to tell also, us? Uh, I, I do that with my friend James, and James has a YouTube channel called Mr. Sunday Movies, mm. and I often appear on that. Mm. Uh, and we do we do silly back and forths, and we we watch a movie such as a Spawn, and we. We uh, hate it. We hate it every week. Perfect. We hate doing them. We hate watching them. <laughs> so good. 
makes me sad. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's so very funny. funny. It's um, just like, oh, beautiful. No, we really appreciate you coming. Thank you. It was really awesome to chat about Spawn with somebody who uh, knows a bit more about comic book movies than, than me. Um, <laughs> we, we've started telling Tom to put music at the end of each episode now quite regularly. Do you have a request? <laughs> Tom's our sound guy. He edits. For no, him. I know. Like, yeah, I know. To, I know Tom from yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. at the end of the episode, um, you know, what was an appropriate amount for him to do, considering how little we pay him, um, was to just put the theme tune back on, and the theme tune would just like come back in and wrap up mm-hmm. the episode. So like that's the end of the episode. But for some reason, somewhere along the line, we've started. Making Fucking him source Tom. music, sometimes <laughs> create music. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, okay. Well, but it may be some sort of some sort of carnival sort of clown theme. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, some I sort love, of some really sort of love that. merry go round. Bop, bop, ba, da, 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 but ba, ba, I know. wanted to end with a creepy clown laugh. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, no. really you, good. He's go. I think he's going to tell us to stop. Oh, he's gonna. This. He's gonna call a meeting. <laughs> Like, hey, I hope I'm not overstepping, but um, this is taking me hours to do and it's the end of a long podcast. No one listens to all the podcasts, so stop making me do this. Um, I have well, very clearly put more effort into this music than you have the intervening hour of the podcast. I can't just Tom, spin my wheels and come up with a beautiful piece of music. I can't do it. If that's the case, Tom, feel free to have that chat with us after you've done this episode. Uh, thank um, you so much for listening and we'll see you bloody next time. <laughs> Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.